0: Hello everyone, welcome to the third message to humanity. My name is Marcus Ajabu and today I will be talking about COVID-19, what has become the cornerstone of 2020. This disease has brought forth a lot of changing recommendations we aren't really used to with the shifting perception of reality that science offers. We started with being told that six feet was the recommended distance to stay apart. Now, research is showing that COVID-19 might have aerosol transmission along with droplet. Aerosol can stay in the air for hours and could necessitate distancing for over 18 feet to prevent transmission. While we've also learned that outdoor environments are less conducive to COVID transmission, Dr. Fauci has made no statement about avoiding protest participation. The news says there's been no increase in COVID from the protests, but looking at the research, contact treasures haven't been asking about protest participation much. The problem comes to be in the headlines. Breitbart will say that Black Lives Matter protests are correlated with COVID spikes while CNN will say it doesn't. However, we aren't given a consistent narrative. Reality gets to look how you want just through the websites you use to learn what's going on. When the streets are crowded, even if people have masks, disease can be transmitted. It would look like parties transmit COVID at higher rates than protests, but the problem is partly that a party happens on a set location i can tell a contract tracer what address i was at and they can probably learn who else i was near or who else was at the party however a protest is a crowd of mainly strangers and there isn't an easily specified location that i can offer to contract tracers being outdoors reduces the chance of transmission the fact american citizens are told protests are different don't let a virus impede your constitutional right to protest, but also told that they're being selfish and their right to assembly doesn't matter if they try to eat inside of a bar. It means to me that black votes matter more than black lives. Our leaders aren't lead- leading us to be better or healthier. They're doing all they can to just let us not get angry. It's an election year and a pandemic, but greed runs through everything, and congressional job security has become more important than public health. Another thing that's sad is the four-year and 100-year pattern we've had with disease. 2016 was the age of Zika. 2012 was the age of MERS which is in the coronavirus family. In 2008, the U.S. had an unusual spike in measles, and in 2004, the world faced a spike in SARS, another member of the coronavirus family. In fact, Dr. Peter Hotz and the Texas Children's Hospital had a vaccine SARS back in 2016 but funding was never given for the study so we never had a tested coronavirus vaccine made. This could have offered us a huge step forward involving how to treat and make a COVID-19 vaccine. Operation Warp Speed is something that concerns me because vaccines in the past have had years to be tested and seeing if they're safe and effective and how they work, but now we've tried to condense the process within a month, a quarter, quarters of a year, and I just don't know if true science can be done in such a short span of time. Since the pandemic began to be noticed in January from its spread to Italy, we've been chronically late. The World Health Organization was late on warning the world about COVID, partially because China was tardy talking about their upticks and deaths from pneumonia. Satellite data shows an increase in cars within Chinese hospital parking lots starting in late summer of 2019. October 10, 2018, Tongji Medical University had 112 cars in non-worker parking lots. But, you take it 11 months forward into September 12, 2019, the same university hospital in Wuhan, mind you, had 214 cars. That's a 95% increase in September to December. There was also an increase in respiratory illnesses that was known in China, but the WHO and the Chinese Communist Party didn't do further research to figure out what the cause was or at the very least publicize the cause or the fact that they're having an uptick in pneumonia deaths. Because of this, China's COVID death count could be off severely from diagnosed cases of pneumonia, kidney failure, strokes, and gastrointestinal distress that wasn't traced back to COVID-19. China probably wouldn't be the only country that doesn't have completely accurate death counts from early on. Universal autopsies aren't a practice done in America or in many other First World countries. and Because of that, hospitals get to write probable causes of death instead of deeply evaluating it. Some people think COVID death statistics are being exaggerated. From the fact COVID-19 has the same symptoms of other viral or bacterial infections, and in the United States there's a larger payout for COVID-19 patients, I just feel concerned that universal autopsies haven't been given for people that died without lab results indicating what the cause of their illness was. The truth has been getting buried for too long. Even now with the pandemic, we don't have the labs it takes to meet the demands for the living or to read the warnings from the dead. Another problem with COVID-19 is how our international panic has blinded us to the existence of other diseases. Cancer has been getting diagnosed later because people decided going to their annual checkup or getting a lump checked out was too risky. Some tuberculosis clinics in India have shifted to test exclusively for COVID, even though it is known that tuberculosis is more infectious and more deadly, and it can carry lifelong consequences in a way that we have known for decades, if not centuries. There are cases of long COVID, but we don't know their consequences as well as we know about tuberculosis. And there's also problems I've seen with treatments since hydrochloroquine, for example, I've had to change my perception on that quite a bit. Initially, it seemed it wouldn't be helpful for COVID at all. But now as I've seen a meta-analysis that incorporated 122 studies, it's shown that hydrochloroquine is quite helpful. And from the meta-analysis, To see such benefits of hydrochloroquine, the probability is only 0.0004% that you could see such results in studies if hydrochloroquine was not a helpful medication to be used. Another medication that could be used for COVID treatment is ivermectin. An anti-parasitic I'm angered with the way that we've never heard about this on the news how every headline every expert which I have to say with uh, air quotes every perspective from mainstream media has been making it seem that we have nothing against COVID other than the masks and social distancing and just locking ourselves away so that we don't kill our loved ones or ourselves. But now it seems that we have death, risks to our life that come from multiple perspectives, including doctors and the medical community that will not try and accept that we have options currently that are, some of them, rather cheap. Economical and could end up being what is the difference between living and getting to be outside again or locking ourselves away, saying that the mask is the only defense that we have against this virus. The impacts of COVID have been rather systemic, and one of those consequences has been HIV medications. From the closures that we practice early on, there have been disruptions for people getting health care, including getting access to prescription medications. And because of this, there has been a step back in the progress in AIDS because people weren't getting antiretroviral medications. And because of that disruption, they went from being well-treated to not being well treated. And during that time, their HIV virus managed to get stronger and resistant to the anti retroviral medications they were using. So now for the rest of their life, they will need to be on more expensive medications in order to try and keep their HIV at an untraceable level that will help delay the progression. Of their HIV virus. Part of the problem we're facing is created by governments being worse than a video gamer involving prioritization. Video games have taught me that if you focus too much on one thing everything else could end up killing you. Right now we're thrust into a boss battle against COVID but we're performing poorly on our advances against COVID and this is magnified by the expense we're facing against the mini bosses known as malaria, HIV, and tuberculosis, just to name a few. The UN has come with articles talking about how COVID-19 is lost to, has led to a great loss human potential. But part of that is because of how poorly, We've been able to multitask. By freaking out over one virus, we've managed to lose ground in so many other diseases, and that is one of the saddest things I've seen this year. The failure of our governments to protect us, the failure of people to stand against what we have now seen has just been a crap show of proper management. To close, I have found things that can help you get through COVID-19. Other coronaviruses have been 99.9% deactivated with two minutes of swishing mouthwash. However, this just helps lower the viral load in your mouth directly. So I, can rec- I would say it's worth to look at maintaining or establishing oral hygiene. Since if you are able to lower your viral load in your mouth, That prevents it from spreading to other places. Another thing to look into would be vitamin D deficiency. It's been correlated with severity of infection, and vitamin D is known for helping regulate the immune system. And part of the problem with COVID is an overactive immune system, which is why steroids have been Used to help regulate and prevent an overactive autoimmune response, well, immune response that can lead to a cytokine storm. So, I would also recommend going into that. Sunbathe your mushrooms, eat them up, get a vitamin D tablet. It's hard to get sunlight depending on where you are, but. Please try and make sure that your vitamin D is sufficient. It has been correlated with the severity of infection. So people with appropriate vitamin D levels are less likely to have severe COVID. And I don't mean to get political, but I do see wearing a mask as beneficial. It would make sense. Since by having a mask on, one that doesn't have a valve, you slow the diffusion of respiratory droplets, at least I would imagine you would. It might not do much in the face of aerosol, but by at least inhibiting droplet transmission, I would imagine, and some research has shown that wearing a mask can help, but at the same time, Really stay aware of what the research, where it's funded, who did it, why they did it since. I honestly have seen so much disparity involving hydrochloroquine. Ivermectin and medications that I'm now taking a more resigned look as I try and analyze the meaning behind different research papers. All right, well, that was all for the message to humanity about COVID-19. I still have a lot to learn about this. And I hope with the next episode or the one after to sort of highlight what I've learned about web searching in these past two weeks since it's really changed i've come to realize that the personalized google searches i've had really kept me blinded from some of the things that i could have benefited from knowing sooner and i would like to highlight how to go past personalized searches because with personalized searches i feel we've lost a common ground because beforehand, the New York Times looked the same regardless of where we got it from. But now, the New York Times, I'll be given different articles, or maybe you'll just be suggesting different papers as we search for the same things. Well, I hope you have a good time of day, whatever time of day it is for you. Stay rational, my friends. Don't let the lunatics make you feel insane. Have a good day.